Too often, Black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness, but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be well, sis. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Be Well Sis podcast. I am your host, Cassandra Dunbar. Sis, how you doing? How are you? How are you feeling? How is life treating you? And more importantly, how have you been treating yourself? Me, I'm good. The sun's been shining more frequently down here in Charlotte, so I'm just so grateful. <laughs> I've always underestimated the power of sunshine. There are very few things that are able to instantly lift my spirits the way the sunshine does. I'm just, I'm grateful. I feel good. Um, Yeah. And speaking of sunshine, y'all, I hope you are wearing SPF daily, especially with the days getting longer and warmer. So, so important. So on my radar this week, um, we have vitamins. Yep, that's it just vitamins. (laughs) If you've been here with me for a while, you've heard me mention the importance of vitamins before, right? I am a huge proponent of taking them because I really don't believe our foods that we typically buy from like the grocery store are nutrient dense. And I know you're probably thinking, yes, yes, well, you should eat locally and organically grown and all that good stuff. But we can't neglect the fact that There are food deserts in America and environmental racism is a thing, but I digress. Um, Anyways, I was in a clubhouse room, right? And one of the physicians was saying that she doesn't recommend that her patients take vitamins because it's a waste of money. And she made this joke about how um, American urine is the most expensive urine in the world because you find all the traces of, you know, unabsorbed vitamins in there. And it made me kind of insecure because I was like, well, I always recommend that people take vitamins. Um, So it got me thinking a little bit. So I came across several studies discussing how nutrient depleted American soil is from over farming. So girl, I went down a rabbit hole and what I found confirmed what I knew in my heart of hearts. And that is that our food isn't the same quality as previous generations. So I say all that to say, please take a quality multivitamin. I'm currently trying a new one out and will be happy to share it with you in a few more weeks after I do a little bit more research um, as to where the things are sourced from and just see how I feel overall. But so far, so good. Um, so yeah, so if you aren't taking a multivitamin, please do so. And if you are already taking one, great, keep it up. So on today's episode, we're discussing recognizing cycles in life, fear, alignment, the power of intuition, um, human design and aura types, which is something that I've never heard before and so much more. Today's conversation actually features Christina Rice, who is the founder of Om Noir. She documented a large part of her wellness journey and, and even the founding of Om Noir on Instagram. And seeing a Black woman try new things played a really big role in my own wellness journey. So having the opportunity to speak to her was just so, so dope. So Christina founded Om Noir from a need to create a safe space for women of color to share our stories and to find a support system throughout our wellness journeys. 
Through the workshops, events, and retreats, they aim to empower women to find wellness on their own terms and what works best for their lifestyles. So whether you're a vegan or a meat eater, yogi or occasional fitness buff, whether you enjoy a few cocktails during a girl's night out or are alcohol-free, their mission is to encourage and support you to discover your own version of wellness. Your version may not look like hers, and that is okay. You are safe in the Omnar community to discover, experiment, and build a tribe within a tribe as they all aim to achieve a holistic lifestyle. So from the foods they eat to exercise regimens, love and friend relationships, emotion and mental health, and more. Wellness is an ever-evolving, courageous journey that is yours and yours alone. Own it. So that is an excerpt from the Om Noir website, and I just love that. Um, I believe it was written by Christina. Um, it's like a little love note to the Om Noir tribe members. It's absolutely beautiful, as so is this conversation. So without further ado, let's get into the convo. Thank you so, so much for joining. I'm so glad you're here. Be well, sis. All right. So today I have Christina Rice with us. She is the founder and CEO of Om Noir, which is a thriving wellness community where we are centered. And I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to speak to you today. I've been a fan for a while and I'm just excited. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a minute. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am tired. <laughs> if you want to be, if you want me to be honest, um, you know, we have a lot of exciting things happening. Uh, and when I say tired, you know, it's just a part of uh, life and being an entrepreneur. And um, I know it's a cycle. You know, I, I, when we get into this space for, for us as Om Noir, where there's a period of expansion, you know, I, even in moments where I get overwhelmed, you know, I'm like, it's just a cycle, you know, this is a part of the work. Uh, and I know there is an, an end game and a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, it's just in particular because, you know, it is, um, just a busy season for us. We're launching a home collection. Uh, we are reopening our retreats. We're growing our members community. Uh, and there's just, you know, other things I'm finishing writing a journal. Uh, so there's just a lot happening at once, but I know it's just a, you know, a cycle. Uh, and I'm looking forward to kind of birthing these babies. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and then, and then I can breathe a little bit more. Yes, yes. I, I love that perspective. Um, just knowing that, yeah, it is a cycle. Beautiful, yes. beautiful, beautiful. Um, I'm excited. You have a home collection um, coming. Okay, I need to get my coins together. <laughs> um, I have saw the retreats that are coming up. And I'm just like, oh, I so want to go. I'm getting vaccinated. When is it? Tomorrow. I'm excited about that. Um, nice. I have to see it if I can do it. If I can get it for my babies for a little bit, because yes, it, your experience yes. looks so beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, we, um, you know, we. I got back vaccinated uh, a week and a half ago, and so I get my second dose in a couple of weeks. So I'm really excited about that. 
And so I just made a decision that um, we will only do one retreat this year and it'd be very small and intimate and uh, it'll be in the fall. So it'll give time for more vaccine rollouts. And then we would, um, of course, we had Ghana in 2020 and um, I actually moved it to 2022 in April. So people are booking, which is awesome because it's still, you know, it's 13 months away. But I know people are just, like you said earlier, are looking forward to something. So, you know, now now we're going to start planning um, more of our 2022 retreats. But yes, I'm excited to just have a small getaway in the fall. Mm-hmm. I'm here mm-hmm. for it. Um, so I'd love to talk about your transition from um, being in PR and being a marketing executive to running and I guess founding and running this thriving community. So what was that journey like? Oh gosh. Well, it started in 2015. I can't believe it's been six years. Uh, Not uh, when Om Noir started, but my journey, I would say. And it was around uh, the spring of 2015. I was going through a very difficult time in my life. Um, a, a very bad breakup. I was burned out from my PR business and I was just hitting a wall and I was searching for something, you know, to help me get out of this very dark and stagnant space. And I started taking yoga and I, it's, it's like a long story that I'm trying to shorten every time, but I started taking yoga. I was introduced to the studio by a former assistant And it was like two weeks from uh, two weeks, two blocks from my office. And it was only um, like a $5 yoga donation studio. Right. And so I started going almost every day. And to this day, I say that that yoga studio saved my life. And um, I just fell in love with the practice and I wanted to get deeper in the practice. And so they announced that they were having a yoga teacher training in the fall. And I didn't know if I wanted to teach, but I knew I just, I wanted to continue this healing journey and I wanted to get deeper in it. And so I signed up, um, like really immediately. It didn't, I like, I didn't have to think about it, even though it was pretty pricey. Um, I still was like, I need this, you know? And so there was nothing going to get in the way of what my spirit was calling me to do. And so I started the training and uh, the first day I walked in, you know, I noticed, I mean, I was the only black woman and it was 53 students. And uh, so we went through this very intense 10 week training together uh, throughout the training. Of course, we would also uh, teach at the studio. And so I then noticed <laughs> that there were very few people of color in my classes. Uh, But, you know, I did chronicle this journey on social media. So when I started teaching, uh, Black women were like, where, where are you teaching? When are you teaching all of this stuff? And so it was just like a light bulb moment that, you know, Black women need, needed a safe space to be led through their healing journey by a woman who looks like them, who understands them you know, understands their unique challenges in this world, in this wellness space. And so um, I initially started Om Noir as an Instagram page, and it was really to highlight other women of color and wellness. And then, uh, and this was like 
I want to say like sometime in like spring of 2016. So about a year later. And, um, and then months later, uh, a woman that I know, we have a mutual friend. She's also in the wellness space. She just came to me and was like, have you ever considered hosting a retreat? And I had actually, but I was just still busy in my PR business and I just didn't have the bandwidth. And she was like, I'll help you. And so, you know, we worked on that retreat. Maybe I want to say we started November of 2016 through March of 2017. And that's when we announced our first retreat and really officially announced Om Noir as a platform and not just an Instagram page. And so our first retreat was October, 2017 uh, in Grenada. And we had over 50 women, um, which was incredible because when I put it out there, when we put it out there, I was like, I don't know who's going to book maybe a few of my friends, you know, maybe some family, but to have that many women from the UK, from Canada, Nigeria, all over the U.S. was just incredible. And then after that, um, you know, it was such a success and people were like, well, what is next? And I didn't have a plan for the next. But then uh, this article came out in Forbes on us. You know, we I had done the interview months, months, months prior, and it came out right after the retreat. And so then it was like, well, it's here you know, I can't not do anything. And so the end of 2017, beginning of 2018 was like, what, what am I doing with this? Where is it going? What, um, you know, what are the possibilities? And so I was like, well, you know what, we're going to do three retreats this year. And in 2018, we hosted retreats in Barbados, uh, Poconos and Bali. And it was about mid 2018 where I was like, all right, I am done with PR. I'm ready to close my agency, not, you know, resign any clients moving to Atlanta from New York. And I'm going to focus on Om Noir full time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Your journey just speaks to, um, from my perspective, just when things are for you and when you're supposed to be on a certain path, they just align and they just line up. Um, but did you have any moments of like doubt or just fear um, transitioning? Cause you had been in the PR industry for a while, right? Yes. Almost 15 years. Yeah. So did I have any fear? No, I didn't. Um, and, and, and because I believed one in this platform and where we were going. Uh, and I'm also a visionary. So I think way, way ahead. And, so, and I'm also just someone that moves by emotion. So if it feels good, then I know it's for me. And in a, in, in a certain way, you know, I mean, we've all made decisions where something we thought felt good, <laughs> um, you know, and ignoring red flags and all of that stuff, especially when it comes to like relationships and things like that. But when it has come to my business, you know, I am very sure in my own ability to make something successful. And so I didn't have any doubt. It was in April of 2018, just having a conversation with my girlfriend, she was ready to leave New York. 
I was ready to leave New York. And she was like, I'm moving to Atlanta. And I was like, I, you know, I haven't thought about Atlanta, but it feels good. That word, it feels good. And so I was like, I'm going to move. And so I made the decision to move after our Bali retreat, which was in October, uh, that I was going to move when I came back in November. And so from that point, from April to November, I just was in planning mode. And I was focused on making sure that this mood was as comfortable, you know, financially for me, that I found the place that I, I, I knew that I could breathe in uh, and everything just fell into place. And so when I make a decision, I know it's right because things just start falling into place, even if it feels uncomfortable at the time. Uh, what was interesting is that I was renting a place in New Jersey and I had been there for eight years. And if I said out loud, and that's another thing, I'll talk about that in a minute. But if if I say something out loud, there is it's gonna boomerang back to me, you know. And I said out loud to my girlfriend, okay, well, we're, I'm moving in November. Uh, that's it. Five days later, I get a, a letter from my landlord that they're selling the place. And it was basically God saying, well, there's no turning back now because there's no more, there's nothing else in New Jersey, New York for you. I wasn't about to move into another small place. You know how New York, New Jersey places are. I wasn't about to move into another small place. I already knew in my spirit that the environment in New York, New Jersey just wasn't conducive to where I was headed, you know, um, in terms of just being able to breathe and space and quiet and comfort. And so when I got that letter, I was like, that's confirmation. And then there were other things that happened, like, you know, we got brand partnerships and our, our retreat sold out. And it was like, there's no reason why, you know, you can't, I was even in a 15 year, 15 year old Jeep Cherokee. And I was like, I can't take it to Atlanta because I barely drive it here. But I was like, I really can't take it to Atlanta because one, it would never make it. Um, and two, you know, it's just, it was time. Money was just flowing in. I got a new, I got a new car. I got the home that I wanted here in Atlanta. So when I say like, I didn't have any fear, it's just because I was getting confirmation every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And, and it sounds like you have a strong intuition. Have you yes. always had that? Yes, I have. Um, and interesting because I am working with a spiritual guide. Uh, he was, um, she's a human design expert. Um, she's a psychic. She's a spiritual leader, all of that stuff. And um, we went through my chart the other day for the first time. And she said, you have a very defined center, which means you are very sure in your decisions. And I had never got my chart read, my, my aura type read, um, or not my aura type, but my human design chart. I had never gotten that read because I just really kind of started getting into learning more about this. And when she told me about that very defined center and being very definitive in my decisions, I was like, that is me. That's always been me. Uh, and so I, it was just, she was putting 
a, a description to something I've always known and always have felt about myself. So, okay, tell me more about this human. <laughs> yes. I, I haven't heard of this before. Oh my gosh, it is incredible. You learn your aura type. And your aura type basically is five different ones. They are what drive your decision-making. So I'm a manifesting generator. There's also a projector, reflector, a generator, and one other um, that I'm missing. But as a manifesting generator, I am a walking law of attraction, right? So like I said, when I speak things out loud, and I'm really convicted in them, I attract them to me. And so from that point, knowing your aura type, then by your birth time, your birth date, and your uh, location of birth, it's not astrology, and it's not numerology. It's completely separate. But by those three things, that's where your chart is formed. And that's where you learn like what your authority is. Um, you know, again, if you, where you have definition and when, and where you don't like, say for instance, I have a defined root center, which is my foundation, um, which is a part of my decision-making and, uh, how I'm very definitive and sure of those decisions. Somebody that does not have a defined root center may not be good at making decisions, Right. So it's things like that. And so you would learn that by learning your aura type and then also your chart. So we are having a masterclass with her. I, I found her in clubhouse in like November, December, and I was so fascinated by it. And we had a summit in January. And so I reached out to her to speak and she said, yes. And then we just formed a a, a friendship a relationship. And now she is my spiritual guide. So she is working with me on a weekly basis to clear out energy, tap into my own spiritual gifts, things like that. So uh, not to get too much off track, but I'm so fascinated by it. Um, but again, going back to your question, you know, about my intuition and my decision making, that is what confirmed it for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one more question about that because um, okay. <laughs> I'm fascinated. Um, so if somebody doesn't have like a strong sense of decision, mm-hmm. can you work to strengthen it? Yes. And I'm not the expert, but okay. yes, I think, <laughs> I think what it is, is it's, um, it's just building the confidence to make the decision. Right. And so that requires work that requires healing that requires unpacking, you know, why you do not feel confident in making certain decisions. And I think you can strengthen it over time by doing your deep healing work, you know, Um, because it could be areas that you have blockages in, you know, it could be uh, your conditioning. I love, she has this statement about human design is um, learning to live from your core and not your conditioning. So your conditioning could be childhood trauma. It could be something that, you know, someone said to you that hurt you that, you know, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to ever be anything or any. And so these things are a part of our conditioning. But if you know, if, 
you know, as, you know, your aura type in your um, areas that you're most challenging, you, that's where you can focus on, right? It's like, if you, um, if you want to lose weight, what do you focus on? You exercise, you, it's like you, you have a lens to look through when you learn more about your decision-making and your behavior. If you know about it, then you know, you can fix it. Mm, Love that. It sounds, um, just based on what you said too, reminds me of my journey with like therapy. Um, I didn't realize how I was like living my life or whatever is based off of a, how I thought people perceived me or perceived my, um, my actions as well as what I had heard and things that I had internalized that may not resonate with who I really am. So it, it sounds like that to figure out where my motives are or why I do what I do yes. and then correct it if, if I want to. Very interesting. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I'm so fascinated by it. So I'm, um, I'm excited about our, our masterclass because I know, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's just getting to the root of things. Like I am a proponent of therapy, but I also, you know, tell anyone in our community, if you need the deeper work, seek it, you know, because sometimes you need the therapy, the spiritual work, the energy work. Some they work, they all can complement each other. Uh, but I do, I do recall even last week, you know, I've talked about I talk about a lot of stuff. I talk about human design. I talk about yoni seeming, like womb healing and things like that. And, uh, you know, a young woman had DM me and said, you know, I'm in therapy, but I just feel like I need more. And so my suggestion was, you know, maybe try Reiki so you can do a little energy cleansing and unblocking. And then you can start to branch out and try things. I try things. I love trying new things, especially when it comes to my healing and my energy. So you, you, you show me something, let me learn more about it. And so that is how I have, I have nurtured our community is like, you don't have to be monolithic. You can experiment. Your wellness journey is like a very personal one. It's not going to look like mine. You know, I may love womb healing and yoni steamy, you may not love it, but you may love human design or you may love Reiki or you may love acupuncture, whatever it is, just try it. See what really speaks to your soul. You know, and a lot of us kind of, we see what someone else is doing like, oh, they meditate. Oh, then let me meditate. And then you realize that it's just not your thing. You know what I mean? And that's okay. Uh, and a lot of people like they try to force meditation. It may not be your thing. So, so, you know, true. and so, so I tell, you know, I tell everyone, like for me, I I'm going to introduce you to all of these things and you take what you need. Hey sis, have you signed up for the Be Well Sis newsletter yet? Oh, you have. Okay. Well, have you left a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts? If you haven't, you're breaking my heart, but it's okay. It's not too late. If you found this conversation to be helpful in any way, subscribe, follow, leave a rating and a brief review. And as always, all of the links to today's guests are found in the episode description below. So please keep up with them on their socials and find out more about them on their websites. Thanks again for joining. Okay, now let's get back to the conversation. Be well, sis. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, I, I love all that you've just said. And um, one thing that I will say about our generation is that I feel like we are more willing to try new things than our parents and our grandparents were. We're like, absolutely. It's out there. I'm learning about it and I'll try it. And I love that. I think there's so much growth and progress that I've seen amongst like our peers because we're willing to try things. Yes, Definitely. absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, I, I think, you know, in recent years, it's been a lot easier for us to be open to different healing modalities because there are women who look like us, you know? And so, you know, and we can come from a very different and personal experience that from black woman to black woman or woman of color to woman of color that you may not be able to do with someone who is white in the, in the, in the healing space. So I think that's been a beautiful evolution in wellness is that you see more of us who are trying different things. Absolutely. Um, to be honest with you, I really didn't know how I felt about like the law of attraction until I think years ago you were posting like your screenshots of the app. I think it was the secret app. Yes. And that's yes. I'm like, well, let me try it. Cause at first I'm like, no, that's not for me. That's not for black people. <laughs> then I'm like, yeah. well, I see somebody who seems level-headed and she's black like me. Let me go ahead and, and try it and see what happens. And you were doing the exercise where you like write yourself a check. Um, in the yes. and that thing worked for me. Um, and I'm like, huh. well, what do you know? <laughs> do you know what? And I need to get back to that actually that, you know what? Thank you for reminding me. Cause I was doing that at one time and I was recording money that I was bringing in. I was putting, you know, things on there that I was going to pay off. I, I definitely need to get back to that. I love it. Cause it was a really great exercise. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that, like, you know, as someone who's level-headed, I'm not believing in more of the spiritual modalities, right? Um, Prior to being introduced to them by someone that looks like you. I remember when I started uh, yoga, there were times that I just felt silly, right? Where I was like, this breathing, this meditation, this kind of like flowy movement. It's, it's just, I, I just hadn't been introduced to it. Right. It was, I wasn't introduced to it by, a, you know, a, a, a parent or someone older than me or someone that looked like me. And what I realized is that we just are not used to going very deep into our souls. We're not used to like, we're, it's almost where it feels very surface work that we do, you know? And so when you are tapping into your inner being, that's outside of religion, what you've been exposed to, right? Um, even therapy, what you've been exposed to. But like when you are really tapping into your inner being, your the deepest part of your soul, it feels silly. It feels uncomfortable. It feels foreign, you know, um, and particularly when you are, when you just have not, you haven't seen it widely practiced. So it's like, what is this? And I was thinking about that the other day and like, now you have me saging, you know, clearing my energy, practicing with my crystals, um, understanding how I'm a, 
how I'm impacted by other people's energy. Like I would have never been able to identify that if I hadn't done the deeper work. I understand that I'm an empath. So it's like when people come to my house, I have to sage when they leave. When I've been around a group of people, I have to, I have to do energy clearing when I get home, because if not, I'm going to be just a wreck, you know, not sleeping well, not able to focus. And that has actually happened to me twice in the last week where I've been around people that completely just shifted something for me and I couldn't sleep and, or something else was happening. And then I sage and then it cleared everything up. But if I hadn't been doing this deeper work, I wouldn't be able to identify what it is that moves through me, you know, as a, as a, as a energy healer, um, and just as an individual, when I'm dealing with everyone else and their own energies, and which is another reason, I don't know if you saw, but I like, I cleared out my Instagram page. Did you see that? I saw you are, um, you're unfollowing like everybody. <laughs> I, did, I <laughs> saw that. Yes. My I friend said, my friend said you had a weekend where he was like, you put up these really be- beautiful pictures of yourself. Then you like canceled everybody. <laughs> then you like talked about Yoni steaming. He was like, I'm just sitting here figuring out what is happening. And I was like, I am clearing energy, but it was basically, it wasn't that like, I didn't want to follow people or anything like that, but it's me going inward. I needed to quiet the noise. I know I'm in a very intense expansion right, right now. Uh, And so I needed to uh, eliminate distractions. And so I did what, people are afraid to do. And that is disconnect. And that is what, what are people going to think? What am I going to miss? All of that kind of stuff. And you know, what's happening right now, more people are actually reaching out to me to just say, Hey girl, how you doing? Because they know I don't see, I'm not seeing anything. So now people are being very intentional to say, Hey, I just want to say, you know, I just want to see how you're doing. You know, I've gotten like numerous text messages and uh, all this kind of stuff. And I'm reaching out to friends to say, hey, let's let's do a FaceTime date. Yeah. You know, to make those Um, real connections now to make those real connections. But I needed to clear. I'm like I said, I'm going through a a season. Mm -hmm. And so I just needed to clear. I need Mm -hmm. to clear everything out. I'm Mm going to follow people again at some point, but not Mm -hmm. until I go through this season. That's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very mm-hmm. real. Um, I was telling myself that I need to go like on a social media, like detox, like show up, post what I need to post and then leave. Because like you said, there's a lot of energy exchange just through an app, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it's distracting. And sometimes yes. I get I'm in the best mood. I get on Instagram or on Twitter. I'm just like, dang. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like it's out the yes. window, you know, and, or just a wasting time. I, I may yeah. go on there for one thing next to, you know, it's that whole hour later where I could have been yes. more productive. I totally get that. Um, and then going back to the, doing the deeper work, I, I think uh, it's a lot of us have a hard time doing the deeper work because we're taught to avoid we don't know what to do with those uncomfortable sensations. And I was talking to um, a therapist a few weeks ago, and she was mentioning how we aren't taught like socio-emotional, is it socio-emotional? Some type of regulation where we have these Mm -hmm. sensations in our body that are really telling us 
more about ourselves. Like we get these feelings, we get uncomfortable and we suppress them or we just turn away from them. Um, So yeah, it, it takes sitting with those feelings and to sort it out, to figure out what that means for us and who we are and all that good stuff. So absolutely. It's, it's, it's like, it's breaking through, you know, uh, it's breaking open to break through and we are just not conditioned to tap into our, our emotions in that way, in a healthy way. We are conditioned, you know, if it, if it feels uncomfortable, then it's not right. And instead of, instead of looking at it with a deeper curiosity is why is this uncomfortable? Let me flow and explore through it to see what is it trying to tell me, you know? And this is why I talk a lot about facing our fears because we, it's not even the thing, that thing, quote unquote, that we fear. We just fear fear. We fear being uncomfortable. You know what I mean? It's, 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 listen, it's just, it's not, it's not a, it's not a good feeling to be uncomfortable. It's not a good feeling to uh, face a fear of public speaking and know what that anxiety feels like. Right. And I have to walk through that anxiety. It doesn't feel good, but what I have learned through every fear that I face is that the other side of it is, is, is where the, where the growth happens, where the power happens, where the inspiration happens, where the expansion happens. And so you have two choices. You're like, you can stay where you are, or you can fight through that, those muddy waters for just a bit, because it doesn't last forever. And to see what's on the other side of it, I, you know, I had to face my fear of public speaking and it was a very uncomfortable two years. It, you know, where it was like every time, you know, I would have to get on stage, I would have to go through numerous emotions um, and just a lot of just energy work. And that first few minutes on stage was very uncomfortable. And then after that, I started flowing. Right. But every time I got on stage, it got a little easier, a little easier. And now I get paid to speak. So imagine if I would have, I would have denied this, this evolution for me, this opportunity to make good money, you know, and like, what, what kind of life is that? If you are constantly denying, denying your higher self. I was telling a, a girlfriend Last night, I was like, I don't want to look up in 20 years and be like, well, I did my best. No, I did the absolute most. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You know what I mean? I did the absolute most and I lived a really good life. Yeah. And so I think we have to, when we are faced with those uncomfortable situations, instead of turning away from them, ask yourself, what is it teaching me? How is it trying to stretch me? What message is it trying to give me? And then imagine, just for a moment, imagine what could be on the other side of that and let that fuel you. Mm -hmm. If I have a fear of writing a book, what could happen if that book is really, really, really good? Then I become a New York Times bestseller. And then now I'm commanding six-figure speaker fees. Mm -hmm. And now I I can retire my mother. You know, I could, you know what I mean? Like, 
<laughs> what, imagine what those, what, what, what life could be like if you do not deny your higher self mm. and mm. then let that fuel you, let that part fuel you. Wow. Ooh, that reminds me of a, a quote that I heard the, the other day. And it said, you should only try to impress two people, not your parents. It's your eight-year-old self and your 80-year-old self. Ooh. And I was like, yes, yes, that is it. Mm. Girl, I'm going to have to post it. Do you know where you saw that? It's a TikTok. <laughs> Girl, I'm going to post TikTok. it out. I have to say it, unknown. Right. But that right there. Mm-hmm. that was it. it. And it just speaks to what you were just saying. You know, you want to look back in 20 years and be like, I was doing the most, I did the most, you know, I did absolutely. The most. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's what, that's what I want to look back and say. And so by doing that, that is, or by, by saying that out loud, walking law of attraction, saying that out loud is challenging myself to, go to my edge, right? What I think is my edge and then keep going further Mm. because what we think our edge is, is not really it. It's just that uncomfortable space, but there's, there's more there. And so every time I think of that, I'm doing the most is going just further than what I think I'm capable of. Wow. That is beautiful. I needed this for my spirit. So, so good. (laughs) I did. Like, I literally have, like, I feel the feels in my chest. Like, I feel warm. Um, oh, good. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, so before I let you go, I would like to know two things. So the first one is, if you could recommend a book to the audience about anything at all, what would it be? Oh, that's a good one. I would recommend, gosh, there's so many good books. Um Give me you your know, top three. <laughs> can I, can I give, oh yeah. Okay. I was like, can I give one, give more than one? Um, obviously, you know, the alchemist, um, is such a life-changing book, the four agreements and, um, the beautiful no. Now that book is, is not a self-help is not a spiritual book is written by a woman who used to work for Oprah and she worked at own and she, hit a wall at around 50. And this book is about her journey of like rediscovering herself outside of being Oprah's producer. And the beautiful no was just, I mean, when I, t- I it's, it's, hard. it's been a while since I read it. It was a part of our book club. Um, I want to say it was like a year and a half ago, but when I tell you that book literally gave me chills every chapter, I was just like, oh my God. But it, it, it goes back to what I said about when we look at our lives, you know, in the rear view mirror, you know, how, what do we want to be remembered as? What do, what, what do we want to be proud of that we've done? And so she was really kind of like for 20 years, just Oprah's producer. So it's like, she was rebuilding her life and her identity outside of that. But it's, a, when I tell you, it's a, beautiful book, beautifully written. Um, I, and, and when I, when people ask me for book recommendations, I don't just like to say, oh, you know, of course, you know, Alchemist and Four Agreements, like those are your bases. Like you gotta read those. But I also like to give books that tell a story within a story. 
and with what you can identify with and, and can inspire you. So it's and it's normally what is it? It's, it's, it's people's own stories, their own journeys uh, that you can relate to. So that book, I would say you have to read it. I will definitely link all three of them down below in the, in the episode description. Um, and then the last question is, what is something that's brought you some joy in the last few days? Oh, in the last few days, girl, mm-hmm. I told you I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the last month. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what has brought me joy is being brave enough to know what my soul needed in this season and taking the action to, to clear out any blockages as I move forward. And that means the bravery to say I or to even know myself enough to say I need to clear out this energy in my social media and I did it I uh, I need to bring you know I need to bring uh, a spiritual guide into my life for deeper healing work so it, what has brought me joy is being clear in those uh in those needs and being uh definitive in those decisions and I, and I think that for me, that brings me the most peace because it's like, I just know what I need and I do not hesitate to provide that to myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was reading an article um, about kids. I had, my oldest is six and he's mm-hmm. very, very headstrong, which is a beautiful thing. I love that about him, but sometimes it's a little challenging. Um <laughs> So I, before I would always say, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. But then I realized I started seeking validation from outside and not from within. So now Mm -hmm. I ask him, are you proud of yourself? So he has to think about it. So this sounds like you're proud of yourself and you, you're proud of yourself for what you've been, for being clear about what you need, listening to your needs and then following through with that. I think it's so, so important that we go within. So I love that so much. Yes. Yes. So that, and it's brought me a lot of peace. You know, I, I do feel a difference uh, in just those two main decisions over the last, I want to say five days, uh, because I felt that there was some blockages there. Um, even with, even with my content, what I put out, because I have been ingesting so much energy, I haven't been able to find my own words. And as soon as I did that, that action of like unfollowing everybody, clearing out my, even my own personal page. Like now I'm like, oh, I have ideas to say this and to, and to do this and do that. And it was just that simple action of knowing what I needed and, and doing it. Yep. Yep. So, so real. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining and for speaking to me. I, I'm just so full. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're welcome. I I enjoyed our conversation. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Be Well Sis podcast. For more information on anything discussed in this episode, please see the show notes and or visit www.bewellsispodcast.com. Oh, and don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Apple. Until next time, be well, sis.